0: Following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee.
1: Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radio Land. Greetings, salutations, hello. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode number 440. Yes, it is a uh, a dark and steamy night. <laughs> this is actually being recorded on Tuesday, the 8th of November. This airs Wednesday night tomorrow. night, um, depending on where you're at. I suppose on demand in some places. Uh yeah, t- it's this is super Tuesday. This is the uh, midterm election thing and if you're and if you're into this looking for some Hot takes and all that—you've come to the wrong place because we ain't talking about that tonight, today, whatever, wherever it is that you are listening to this. Now, quite frankly, it's everywhere. You can get that. You can get that information where, wherever it is you're at. We're not talking about the guy that won two billion dollars in the lottery. Congratulations to California dude. I suppose best of luck with you with your with with your, with your with your newfound winnings. I can. It wasn't me. Uh, i'm I'm actually a winner i'm I'm a winner in the powerball lottery. I won two bucks by not spending it <laughs> I know it sounds, it sounds crazy, but it's true i you know if you don't play it, you're kind of a winner uh, yeah. you can't win the big bucks if you're not in there, Rick. you know how that is uh-huh uh-huh. Not a, not a, I'm not a lottery guy. I play it every once in a blue moon when, you know, we just, uh, when the wife and I are out and about and the thought occurs to us that perhaps, maybe, perhaps we can blow a few bucks and have a dream. That's really all it is. You know that it's, it's, uh, you're buying a dream, you're buying a fantasy, you're buying an idea that, Ooh, it's the whole what if thing. Of course, that's what it is. That's the whole, that's the selling point. That's what, that's what it is. One in two hundred and forty something million is your odds of winning it, I think. I think something like that. Ah yeah. Okay. Right on. My wife gets more of a joy out of the scratchers, out of the, you know, the scratch cards than anything else. It's not like it's not like she wins a lot. You know, she'll drop like I don't know, back like ten bucks maybe, every once in a while. And there's a trick. What I've told her about this is that the odds of winning in the scratch cards, if you look on the back of it, it'll tell you it's like one in four point two or something like that. Which means if you get five of the same game, one of those cards is going to win something. Maybe not the top prize. More than likely, as it is with her, it's a ticket. It's another game. It's uh, you know, or the the value of that of that game, like two bucks or wh- whatever it is. That's, that's, that's how, that's how it goes. Uh, the other day, last week, late last week, I was in a, at a, at a convenience store getting stuff that there's not a lot of real related. And there was a bit of a line and I'd been in line for a minute. My fingers were going numb from the cold beer. I was, uh, about fourth or fifth in line. And you know, people are doing their thing. They're getting their smokes. They're getting their bags of chips or, you know, their ho-hos beer like I was. Uh, I need a can of Copenhagen. You know, there's that. You got people that are buying gasoline and paying cash, whatever it is that they're doing. And, uh, of my time, I was the the guy in front of me was next and he goes up there and he has with him a couple of sodas and a candy bar. And he says, I need these. And the lady says, what else? Is there anything else you need? Do you need some smokes or something? And he goes, Nope, I need $75 worth of Powerball tickets and everybody in the line went oh dear god and the 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 uh, lady behind the counter god love her she just quickly said sir you're going to have to stand back in line cuz it's going to take a minute and they had to call somebody else in you know from the back office probably now, i'm on break having a tuna sandwich they had to come up and they had to do the to do the you know running of the tickets if you will so best of luck I don't know. I, I don't know. I doubt it. it was him. The winning ticket was sold in uh, California, but I think this was for the drawing the night before. I think right was it. Friday, maybe it was Friday for that for that evening. Yeah, so he didn't win that. Nobody won that. He just spent seventy five dollars to fatten it up a little bit. That's what. That's the way that works. Yeah, buddy. You know, if you've got if you've got that money, you know, hey, seventy five dollars expenditure for a shot at two billion dollars seems like a pretty pretty decent deal. You know, if you got 75 bucks laying around to make that happen (laughs) in this economy, are you kidding me? (coughs) That 75 bucks is like two bags of groceries over at the store. It's like a loaf of bread and some, you know, some sliced ham and some cheese, maybe a little mayo if you're lucky. (laughs) It's not that bad, although it may be getting that way. I don't know. We've been talking about it on the morning show, how it's all pretty much down to greed. That's what I'm thinking. It's a it's a kind of a running consensus in this country right now that the inflated prices is really just coming down to corporate greed, which, oddly enough, is a perfect segue to get into what we're talking about this episode, number 440. Yeah, corporate America. Been there, done that. Most of you probably still in it, but we're going to have a chat about it. Is it a hot take? Oh, yeah. Is it my opinion? Oh, yeah. Is it a popular opinion? Oh, no. Well, in some cases, I'm sure it probably is. But anyway, that's what we're getting into. It's corporate America. It's all coming up next, right up out of this break here from Radioland. Don't run away.
0: Would you like to be $600 richer in the next 10 minutes? Then make a free phone call and switch your car insurance to AIS. We get it. Car insurance is boring. We make it fast, fun, and easy. You make one call. We shop dozens of the best car insurance companies and offer you a way to save up to $600 on your car insurance. There are so many special deals and discounts. The best way to get them is to call. Based on your area, we have special discounts for military, teachers, engineers, and good students. Even discounts for low mileage and accident-free drivers. AIS has tons of ways to save you money on your car insurance. Make a free call right now to see what you qualify for. New customers who switch to AIS save an average of
1: $600. 800-338-1092. 800-338-1092. 800-338-1092. That's 800-338-1092. I, like many Americans, which means, it's not. I didn't say, like, I like many Americans. I like many Americans have spent significant time in the corporate world. I wasn't a stuff shirt. I wasn't really a. I was never in management, or I wasn't. I wasn't any of that stuff. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play by the corporate playbook. We were f- sort of forced to do corporate things, but I was never really, you know, enamored with how all of that world was supposed to be and and it was so you know and this is this is in this business this is in the entertainment business this is in the radio business uh i worked for uh, a corporation known as clear channel communications spoke about it at length here on this show in you know years ago and i'm not going to go into too much of that you know what what we did and what it was like because a lot of it was uh you know just bad decisions based on corporate analysis and these these things run amok this whole thing happens a lot, and, and, it's, and it hasn't gone away. There's this notion that when you're sitting there and you're having a conversation with somebody about corporate America and you have in your head this vision of what, of what corporate America must look like, right? And you have in your head the upper management guys and women or whomever, whoever's, run, whoever's calling the shots, the head, the head, uh, the head nacho, the, the, the big enchirito, that guy, that girl who is uh, making all these decisions on a corporate basis, They're, they have one thing in mind, one sole thing in mind, and that is to, that's right, make money. It's all about the bottom line. And you have in your head this notion that it's usually some old dusty geezer that is sitting there in a chair that is shaped like the like the seat of his pants, like his ass. He doesn't get out of it. He doesn't do much of anything unless he's a micromanager. There, those oh, I worked with one of those. Whew, Lord, no, never again. Of course, never again for corporate America for me. I, I you know, uh, you never say never, man. It may happen to you again, maybe, but more than likely not. Uh, and I'll get to that in a bit because I'm kind of sucked back into it in a in a really weird sort of way. But that's that's for later. But you have in your head that you, that you have this. This geezer that's out of touch with society that doesn't really know what's going on. He's trying, she's trying to make the best of the current situations, right? Trying to appeal to where the youngsters are at. Oh, it's my understanding uh, that uh, social media is kind of where we need to be. So we need to have some witty posts that uh, will uh, help reflect the uh, the needs and desires of our uh, future customers and uh, what you know what can we do we, we need to circle back around to this at some point uh, we need to touch base on that we got to have the corporate speak to make it all work make it all sort of fun and and uh how's that tweety thing working out are we doing anything on the facebooks what's this uh what's this snapchat about what's all that and this uh this uh tick 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 tack tick a tick tac video is that what we're doing now like I said, completely out of touch, and companies lose their identity in the midst of all of this because it's just—it's just what it is, you know. If your job, if if you if you have a a a, a corporate gig, right? <coughs> Pardon. If you have a corporate gig, and and your and your corporate gig for the most part just I don't know moves a bunch of paperwork around. <laughs> what's the point right what's the point of, of getting involved in, in any type of social media it's not it's not it's not it's not tenable it's not feasible media companies are notorious for getting into it and you know it's you know what was it? i saw not long ago cbs news find us on snapchat what why am, am i gonna see you know somebody's somebody's wiener I, I, what what do you what i don't need a, a dick pic from cbs thank you very much i just no, 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 that's no, it sends the wrong message, but I get what they're doing. <clears throat> they are trying, they're trying their best to relate to the younger demo, the kids, the youngsters that are out there playing around on, uh, on social media, you know, TikTok is a prime example. That is a platform where you got, uh, a bunch of youngsters for the most part, and they're, they're dancing and they're playing and they're having fun and they're spreading, you know, some sort of entertainment around, and they're doing pretty well. Okay, that's this is kind of how it is. I know there's some really weird political things that go along with uh, with TikTok. I'm not going to get into all that because that's just a deep dive. I'm frankly not really fully prepared for. Uh, Radio Memphis, where I work, uh, we have a TikTok page, and I don't think we've put anything on it. To be honest with you, we've been gathering followers, which is strange. But I haven't really done anything with it. I. I don't know. It just, it seems sort of weird because there's the same thing on the Instagram, you know, with their reels. Uh, Facebook has a thing. I don't know. Twitter is a shipwreck right now. Uh, I, I, I've i decided that I'm going to, I'm not really going to participate in Twitter so much right now. I'm, I'm waiting to see what Elon Musk, how he's going to sink that ship, although it's sort of fun to watch it happen. But major corporations that are trying to do this, this corporate America thing, thinking that they are going to, you know, be hip and be groovy and that people and the younger generation are going to give a shit about Target or Walmart or about Kroger. The fact of the matter is frankly this, nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. They don't care. That's and that's just it. Meanwhile, corporate America do does what corporate America does. That 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 notion that I painted a little while ago, That we have this, you know, crusty old crank that sits in, in that office, the corner office with the best view of the parking lot, you see, who's calling the shots. Is trying to be as relevant as humanly possible. And you think it's just this old guy. The fact of the matter is it's not. It's through the years those old guys have taken their retirement. They've taken their golden parachute for a ride. They have left, and they have left this thing into the hands of their subordinates. And their subordinates are people that have been kissing the ass of the old guy since they got there, right? So they're used to doing it exactly the same way. They're used to running these companies exactly the same way since day one of their employment. So their perception within the public eye is stagnant at best I think that's a fair assessment those of you that are listening to this that work in that in that environment would probably agree I think that's I think that's a fair and that's a safe thing to say it's those people that don't give a rat's ass about anybody but their own hide they don't care about their best worker they they don't care about any of their workers you're just a number I was employee what one oh five two six nine nine five when I was at Clear Channel. I wasn't a name. I wasn't anything. And you know, when when you know, we were we were the guys that were making the money for everybody else. This is that's, that's corporate America. That's how that shit works, right? Your job is to is to provide the product by which they can sell and make all this money. And that's what we did. And you accept that. You know that going in. And you expect to be fairly compensated. Eh, we kind of were, I suppose. Oh, well, there was not really too many complaints about it. It always could be better, right? It could always be better. It doesn't matter what you're making. It could always be better. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, fast forward, I, I'm I'm no longer with that company. Well, yeah. I, I'm not an employee of, of Clear Channel, which is now iHeart, right? iHeart Radio. And their whole suite of apps and their their programming and stuff. They do run. I think this very show is on it still. As is our on-demand stuff from Radio Memphis is there. Because they don't have any original content. We never asked to be there. They just did it. And I've never asked for money. Although I probably should. I know what the answer would be. No. Well, I didn't ask to be on your platform, but, you know, they don't care. They don't, they don't care. So really that's just, that's okay. If that's what they're going to do, they're going to do. It's no sweat off my bag. I don't care. Uh, you know, I, do I really want to stop it? I, you know, if I did, if I had that bug up my ass, I probably would, but that's not the way it works. So, you know, if it's, if it's going to get some more people listening to this, okay, great. More, more power to you. I'm happy if you're happy. Because it's not like I'm working for them. However, I have now found myself within a bizarre working relationship with another major corporation in America. A company called Spotify. And you might be going, oh, what's, what's the deal with that, man? Uh, How did that happen? Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I didn't actively seek this out. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those things. What had happened was, I, you know, as I, you may or may not know this, um, I am a working voice actor, and I do a lot of book narration. And I work for several different companies. Quite frankly, uh, Audible is one of them. I never really have to deal with them because my relationship, for the most part, as a as a uh, as an actor, is I get hired by the people that own the book, not not Amazon, Audible. I, I, they don't hire me directly. I get hired by the the writer or the rights holder of the book and they invite me to an audition or whatever and I do it sometimes they have they're just on a list I just grab it and audition and see if you get it and usually you know sometimes usually for me I've I've gotten pretty lucky I've done what over 70 something uh, productions but a lot of them are shit don't look them up <laughs> there's some <laughs> I'm kidding there's some good stuff that's in there I wouldn't. I needed the bunny, man. I tell you what, you know, you've a brother does some crazy shit when he needs some money, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll read it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. OK. So at any rate, uh, th- that my relationship with Audible had been nothing more than just they are the medium by which the two ends of the spectrum come together. So you would have the writer or rights holder contacting the narrator or the actor, which would be me, and we would work out arrangements and an Audible kind of um, they're the middle guy, right? They take a cut, and you work through their website for everything. To and they and they oversee the production. Of course, they want to make sure that you're not turning in garbage and the audio is of decent quality and all that fun stuff. And that's fine. I don't get, I do not get money from Amazon. I mean, there's ways I could do it with uh, with royalty splits and stuff like that. They offer some of that, and it's quite frankly, it's just a shitty deal. And I don't work that way. But you know, that's that's the end of that another company uh that i work with is uh, uh penguin uh you know uh penguin random house uh penguin and uh and soon to be harper which i think is all part of it it's it's been a uh a, a bit of a sticking point for some writers out, out there about how the uh, major uh publishing houses are coming together to join up as one So now you got this monopoly thing but what my point is it it's corporate america again I was having this conversation uh, with my wife just the other day about a very interesting scenario I'll share with you uh, <clears throat> on, on what it is. I work with a company who is an audiobook production house, right? And I've done, I don't know, I don't know, six or seven books of them. And they just got bought by Spotify. <clears throat> now up until this point, my work that I had done with them had been, it had been an easy thing. They were kind of like audible. They but you know they they, handled, well, they there was there's a crucial difference. On Audible when I finished a book and once it met approval, the writer himself or herself is the one that paid me, right? They're the ones that that originate the money. I never got money from from Amazon. They just facilitated it. At that point, the book goes for sale in the Amazon marketplace, and then they take their cut from from the sales. As far as a production guy, we agreed on a rate. It was done. I got paid job done, next, let's move along to the next production. This company that I'm working with now, um, as well, was acquired by Spotify. Now, Spotify draws a mixed reaction from a lot of folk, understandably so. Uh it's a music based thing, but they're now in the audiobook business. They also run podcasts. I think the show is available on Spotify as well. Once again, I don't really have to deal with them. It's they're they're sort of like iHeart. They just take what they want and they just roll with it. I did I did to be fair, I did submit this show for use by Spotify and they gladly took it. Which, you know, thanks. I suppose. Now the the issue here is the subsidiary company that handles audiobooks for Spotify they have these deals in place, and the way it works is that uh, writers will come to various narrators and say, hey, we'd like for you to, to audition. For, they, they invite you to audition, and you audition, and then you do it, and then they sit on it for a few days, and then they say, hey, uh, we're going with somebody else, or hey, we want you to do the job. Uh, let's have a chat. We're going to agree to the rate. And What this company does is they, they facilitate the negotiation. They're the middle guy. And then the way I get paid <clears throat> is that upon completion of the production and the approval from the right holder and the author, they pay this company, this company pays me within a couple of weeks, sayonara, see you later, we'll see you at the movies, or whatever, however that works. So, what is today? the 8th? Um, coming up, okay, five and a half weeks ago, I wrapped up production. Great book! Uh, it's it's just a it's a blast. It's a murder mystery. Uh, it's a it's a character driven type of thing. There's no really third person narration. It's, a lot, it's all first person, and it's called A Nose in Front by Billy Fister, and the right holder is this <coughs> is this other it's this other publishing company, and they wanted it turned into an audiobook, so they contacted me. We went through the process. I got the job, and did the book and when when that happens, you're placed on it you're placed on certain deadlines to get you know, so the production doesn't lag, and that they, they don't want you forgetting about it. Well, clearly, because we know how people are. I work from home. What's the benefit from working from home? I work from home. what's the what's the con of working from home? I work from home. I'm easily distracted. I got shit going on. But the deadlines are important because that way you 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 meet these, you know, these certain, steps along the way and you, you know, you go through the approval, there's a secondary approval process and make sure everything's cool and then away you go. And this book is, uh, I don't know, I think all told it's like about eight and a half hours in length, something like that. So there was some work that went into this thing, some substantial work, you know, to produce one hour, you know, it takes a couple of hours You because there's, you know, you got to get through dialogue, you got to, this book has a lot of accents in it, I got to do, uh, you know, most of it is told in kind of a, kind of a Force Gump thing, which is fun and uh everything went great until spotify got a hold of this company then all of a sudden after i turned everything in met my beat my deadline of, of which was you know they love it when you do that came in actually under budget by like a half an hour or something it's not much but it adds up over time and uh so you're waiting to get you know you're waiting to get paid and i'm still waiting to get paid And it's because corporate. Corporate got in the midst of all of this. And they got to micromanage every last goddamn thing that that goes on with this. So it's not this company, which I'm intentionally not naming right now because, well, they owe me money. Uh, But the fact that Spotify owns this group of people have made things difficult and frustrating to the point where in the various acting communities that that I'm a member of, the, the point being is that if if a company is going to hold a production group of you know an actor or producer or whatever to a certain deadline don't you think that they should hold a very similar deadline over the head of the right holder we're the ones making the money for the corporate guy it's no different than working a punch clock gig for uh, for a uh, for a corporate deal here in america a, a job a cubicle gig It's, it's the same thing. It's just that I'm a remote worker that works on a contract basis. And so they still find a way to dick you around. And it's frustrating. You send an email to certain individuals and off to the ether, it goes, no phone numbers, no, none of that shit. You can't get a hold of these people. They work whenever they want to. And, and it's all changed because of what corporate had done. And it is infinitely frustrating, but that's corporate America. It's not a unique tale. It happens all over the country and it happens in no matter what business you are in, whether it is audiobook narration or production, whether it is uh, working for a uh, I don't know a delivery firm, uh, whether you're working in social media as a, as a or were working for Twitter <laughs> you know, as a coder or whatnot. When you're working for the man, it gets it gets to be problematic. I mentioned earlier, about micromanagement, and this is this is a thing. General managers, okay, the head honcho of your local office tends to be chosen by corporate to take that job. They tend to be people that had come up through their sales departments. They're money guys and ladies. They're all about that shit. They don't give a rat's ass about production. They don't understand it. They don't understand what it takes to produce a thing, to create, you know, a tennis shoe, to create a football, whatever it is that they're selling. How to make sausages. They don't care about that. They want to know how much they can sell and how many deadlines that can be met and how many how many thumbs they can put down on the brother that's working in the office to get that shit done. That's what they that's what that's what it's about. That has not changed in what 60 years. I, I, it may be longer because it's all about that it's all about that bottom line and they take more and more advantage of that and hence all this discussion you've been hearing about in the news lately about corporate greed because you can't escape it it's everywhere we were talking about petroleum companies at had 300% profit in last quarter alone they've been price gouging like a motherfucker. And then everybody else bitching about it because we're all having to put gas in our cars. First thing to do is, thanks, Biden. It's all your fault. Like the president of the United States is affecting the price of gasoline, A, in the United States, and B, in Europe. Like, Like that's happening. It's corporate greed. That's all there is to it. None of them are hurting. Those major corporations are not hurting. The people that work for them are. I had a... I had a GM that passed through briefly while I was uh, while I was at that other company at Clear Channel, and uh, he uh, he was a bean counter, right? He came he came up from sales. He had been a sales manager at one point and and worked his way up you know, that channel. It didn't matter if we were making radio or if we were making hot dogs. It doesn't matter. He's a dollar guy. So my immediate supervisor had gone on vacation. I think it was he was going to be gone for I don't know like ten days or something. And uh, we were basically left to our own devices. And we, it's not like we weren't that it, he that it wasn't needed, per se. It's just that we were all prepared for this, and everything was going to be okay. And so the general manager, thinking that he was, well, well since your supervisor's gone, I'm going to come in and uh, have a look-see at what you got going on over there in the studio and what you're doing on the air. And this motherfucker comes into the studio between breaks when I was doing mornings over there. And proceeded to tell me and my co-host, Bad Dog, about how we should be doing this, 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 and this, and stop doing that, 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 and that, and play this and play that, and and don't do this and don't and and we both looked at him and and both John and I said, Get your ass out of here! Go, don't you have pennies to polish? Don't you got bottom lines to look at? Don't you got to find another way to cut the budget? You know. You're going to come back here and tell us how to do the job that we're doing to make us number 1 so you can sell those commercials at the rates that you're selling them for. Uh, it was like this micromanagement thing. He never understood it. He didn't get what we were doing. You know, these are the same people that would hire a consultant. They bring, and that's a, that's another racket. They bring uh, I think we need to have a consultant come in here and have a chat with everybody about, you know, everything. Now what they don't tell you is that the general manager or the 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 head, the head knocker as I sat down with the consultant and the consultant is asking a very interesting question. He says, um, what would you like to see? What do you what what is your end goal by bringing my consulting firm into your office to tell these people? And <clears throat> the GM would say, well, we want them to do this, this and this and this. They gave a checklist. We'd like to see this happen, like to have that happen. We need, you know, defining this and doing that all, you know, just, you know, Shit he had no business talking about. So we would meet with this consultant because we were sort of ordered to. And what a shit show. You know, they would sit there and they would say, you know, well, we, you know, you should should think about approaching a morning show like this and there needs to be defined roles between the two voices that are on the air and what has to be said, who's the anchor of the thing, who's starting and stopping jokes and, you know, who's delivering punchlines, who's the setups and they go through all this other stuff. And. I sat through one of those. It was brief. John and I, bad dog, and I sat in this meeting with our immediate supervisor, Tim Spencer. And this hump, this this consultant who was laying out what he wanted to see from us as radio people, as personalities. And John interrupts the guy. And he says, um, how, how, how many shows have you done? How, how many hours have you been on the air? How many, how many years have you sat there and, and, you know, dragged your ass out of bed at four in the morning to come down and do a morning show at you know 6am start time. How, how, how many times did you do that? And the guy just stops and he's shocked by the question. And he says, well, I, I've, I've never done this. And John pushes his chair back away from the table. And he says, well, this meeting's over. So in solidarity, I just stood up with him. Tim Spencer looked at me like I just fucked a cat when I did it. And I'm sure that there was an awkward moment in that conversation with just Tim and the consultant where it's like, well, we tried. That happened. What are you going to do now? Well, you know, well, they were the number one show uh, in, in Memphis at the time, so we can't really do anything with it. They ultimately did. That's a whole nother deal. But that just shows you the narrow-mindedness of how corporate America works. It's a thought process that narrows down to one thing, and that is income. Corporations cash checks. Corporations do not write checks. Always remember that. No matter where it is in your professional career that you, that you are, what you're, what you're doing, that's, that's what it is. I applaud this whole notion of quiet quitting. I really do. If you're not hip to that, it's people that are going in to do the job that they were hired to do and nothing more. Makes sense. Uh, Another term for it is acting your wage. If they're going to pay you $80,000 a year to do A, B, C, and D, do not do E and F. Cause that'll happen too. You get stuck with that. And then all of a sudden they, 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 they like to, they like to, uh, this happened to me. They will, they will lay into you. Hey man, we really appreciate you taking on this extra work. I promise you it's only temporary. We just want you to, you know, handle this for a while and we're going to eventually hire somebody and you're going to train them for that. And everything will be good and everything will be groovy. <laughs> yeah. What a lie. And, um, you do a little bit more. And at first you think of it as a favor. Like, well, then and then they they lay it on to you like, you're indispensable, man. We can't do this without you. I really appreciate it. We're going to name you employee of the month. Here's a gift card for Taco Bell for five bucks or whatever. A free gallon of milk. That's no joke. That was a thing. A free link of sausage. That was, oh, oh my God. An expired coupon for a free link of sausage. uh uh-huh. Yeah. At any rate. That's how that. That's how this works, and then you get sucked into all of this, and you get to thinking in your head, "Well, I can't leave. This is important. I enjoyed the work, kind of. It's got its ups and downs, as as it does, right? Every job has that. I'm self-employed. A a good a, probably a good seventy percent of what I do is not really my favorite thing to do in the world, and that's all the administrative stuff. The other stuff." The other 30%, sometimes 40%, I'll give you that, is stuff that I enjoy doing. Creating new programming, doing this, doing the morning show, you know, whatever it is that, or the blue show is one of my favorites. It's, it's that kind of stuff. I don't really think about it. It's, it's, yeah, it's a job, and I enjoy doing it. There are days, like anybody else, where you're just kind of not into it, but you do it anyway because you enjoy it. I have the advantage of not having to answer to too many people, a team. I do have. It's collaborative. Uh, the wife and I go back and forth over uh, over uh, little stuff, but it's business-related. It's, you know, we need to increase this and try and do that. You try to do those things without being as corporate as you can. And, you know, we're being honest. We're being fair. We're, we're trying to do the right thing. We do right by other people. That's an important thing. Whereas if it was truly some sort of corporate America type of thing, there'd be buzzwords of blooming all over the place, and there'd be, you know... Other people treating other people like shit and they're gaslighting this and turning their backs on that and saying horrible things about one another and all this office gossip and shit. We ain't got that. That's nice. That is a good thing. And it's a healthy environment. And we found that everybody likes to do this. They're there. They keep coming. They're all pulling for the same side of the team. That's 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 the important thing. It's not that, don't get me wrong, it's not like, oh, it's a family environment around here. Look, I've been around my family, I don't want to work with them. That's a red flag. Uh, trust me, dude, if you're in for an interview and they go, oh, hey, listen, uh, hey, Jimmy, you're going to like working here because we're just like one big happy family here, man. You know, it's, it's just great. That's a red flag. Get the fuck out. You don't want that. You want a place where you can go and do the work you kind of enjoy or that you're good at Work your 40 hours a week and leave. So that's it. You're, there's no, there, this whole bravado thing. Well, I work 60 hours a week. By God, I know what work is. And, blah, blah, blah. and It's like, that. it's like some sort of sick badge of honor. It's not. All it shows is that you're kind of dumb. It shows that you fell into that trap. Well, I'm indispensable. Bullshit. Something happens to you, you'll be replaced by the end of the week. Bad Dog dies while working for Clear Channel. He dies. He got sick. He was in the hospital for like 18 months. He ultimately dies. And you could, you could bait I never heard this, but you could hear it. You could feel it in the room from corporate. Well, that took care of that. That's how these people think. That's that's all there is to it. You're not indispensable. No, no one human being is indispensable to much of anything. I'm not indispensable for the company that I own. Something could, I could step out and get hit by a bus, and I'm gone. You know what would happen? I think what would happen is that Radio Memphis continues right on without me. They don't need me. They can do whatever they want to with it. If I'm gone, that's fine. Best of luck to you. I wish I could help you from the afterlife. (laughs) Hopefully that's not going to happen anytime soon, but that's, but that's just it. That's not being indispensable. That's being, that's being somebody that you could be somebody that's worth looking up to, you know, I'm no different from anybody else. I did take a lot of a risk. I spent a lot of money. I didn't have trying to make this thing work and it's been, you know, okay. But you have to remember, if it was an environment where it was all these corporate weasels running around, dictating commands and orders to individuals that, you know, the, the, the corporate doesn't know what you do. They don't know your job. Well, we hired you to do this and this and this. Okay, explain to me what that is. What What is that job description? And that's when they have to go over to human resources and say, hey, Hey, could you uh, could you tell us what uh, Mr. Cheddar's uh, job description is? Because they don't know. They're just, they're just, you're just, you're holding down a seat till the next guy. Yeah, I see it all the time. I don't care. I don't care about you. You know, a woman working in an office. She's been there for years. She gets married. Big happy celebrations. It's great and all couple of years into the marriage, she gets pregnant. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're, so when are you are going to be back? You can't be taking any time off. Somebody else in the office working, working hard, putting in the time, extra time. Probably working about 55, 60 hours a week. proud to do it. He catches COVID. So he's in the hospital. And he's on a vent. And while that's going on, his phone's going off every every two days with text messages. When are you coming back? Can we get a doctor's note? You need to be back here. How many restaurants in America demand that their servers come into work when they've all got the flu? Seen that happen. I've actually seen that happen. Oh, you're not sick. Whatever. These pork chops aren't going to serve themselves, that kind of thing. Great, so they want you in there sick, so you get your customers sick. They don't care. You know why they don't care? Because look at that bottom line. They're looking at the money. That's what they care about. You cut the money off, then they get pissy. You're making them money. You're selling your time for however much an hour or a year. Right. If you're on a salary, you're, you're you're selling your time in wholesale at that point. Yeah, for uh eighty five thousand dollars a year, uh, we're gonna pay you to do this, this, and this. And uh if uh if we need you, you're gonna have to work a little extra overtime from time to time, but I don't see that happening too often. Oh, just maybe I don't know, three or four times a year. Bullshit. Bullshit. Hey, we're instituting remote work because nobody's allowed to come into the office because of the pandemic and the lockdown. The second that shit's over, what has happened? We're bringing everybody back into the office. What happens then? Productivity dropped. How come you people aren't working? Nobody wants to work. Bullshit. Everybody got tired of working for you. That's what it is. The great resignation is still happening. And this is not an indictment on every corporation in the world. I know that. And you know that. There are some good companies out there that do in fact take care of their people. Yeah. I've got I've got a couple of friends that, that are they're they're very lucky. They work for companies where they are looked after. That's a good thing. It's a happy thing. Happy worker, they're productive. Looky there. Imagine how that works. Oh, they find out that their four year old is having a birthday. Hey, look, take the rest of the day off. Go hang out with your kid. Yeah more important than selling a widget or whatever it is that you're selling. If you're not necessarily needed for that, what's going to get accomplished for that that, you know, that last four hours of your day? Nothing. Squat. Deadly. Shit. Ain't nothing going on. I need you to put your phone in your drawer because it's a massive distraction. And oh, Okay, we're going to have a staff meeting uh, today at 2 p.m. and it's going to last about an hour and a half. You get in those meetings and you go... Damn, this shit could have been taken 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 care of by email. You didn't need me for this. Christ all fucking mighty. What a waste of time. All that is is middle management flexing that muscle. They wanna they want to show who's the boss. You gotta you gotta lick that boot. You gotta kiss that ass. There is an upheaval in the workforce in, in the United States of America. Unemployment is down, which is good. That means more people are working. So anytime anybody says, Oh, nobody wants to work bullshit. That's not what's going on. Uh, wages are attempting to come up a little bit. Doesn't it doesn't match the current inflation rate? All that is is corporate America raising their wholesale prices because they're using it under the cover of shipping and all of the other all the other infrastructure issues that that was directly affected by the pandemic. Look, kids, that shit's over. Shipping is back. All that shit is done. It's over with. Very few cases are are stores not having a particular piece of thing that you're looking for it, It's not tumbleweeds in grocery stores anymore. That shit's done. I'm gonna get a twelve pack of toilet paper. I can go do it. ain't nothing stopping me If I go get a jar of peanut butter, I can go get that. If I need me some tomatoes, I can go get that. So don't be fooled by all of that it's all it's it's just a ruse. It's a ruse. This is being recorded on the 8th of November, Tuesday, the midterm elections. A lot's at stake. I hope you voted. I don't know the outcome. I mean, we're all going to find that out together. And that's not what this show is about. But this is all tied into it. I know that most of America's pissed off. Working America is pissed off. This is part of it. Corporate America as far as I'm concerned can go straight to fucking hell. When they when they when you hear all these people these economists going, "Oh, we're headed to a recession, it's going to be doom city." Look, I'll buy that when corporations start hurting financially. When they're over there going, "Oh shit, our profits are dropping." Uh-huh. And that what happens then? Prices start coming down because they're losing customers. People are wising up, they're going, "Well, fuck this. I'm not going to spend X number of dollars for something I usually get for a lesser price. You people have lost your damn minds." Yeah. If there's anything for you to take away from this, watch your back. Be careful. Just because your company appears to be good to you, don't fucking trust them, man. You're just a number. I was employee 10526995. And the second I was gone, it was as if I didn't exist. And don't think they won't do the same thing to you. And then you're gonna go, man, I gave you 15 years of my life. And I'm gonna go, who, what? Welcome to America, kids. That's how this shit works. Watch your back. And if you can find a, a place to get that's gonna be better, then you have to make. Sometimes a lateral move will make your your psyche work a lot better. So you know you got that going for you. Your mental health is far more important. So. Just be careful. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. And don't trust your boss. Ever.
0: Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Brim Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at TheBroomClosetMemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to The Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Hey, this is Dave from The Dave Show, here to talk to you about Outlaw Television. The Outlaw Television Network was built to give independent artists
1: a way to showcase their talent. So if you're a band, a solo artist, a comedian, or maybe you're an independent filmmaker, Outlaw Television wants to see what you got. All you have to do is go to outlawtelevision.com, hit the submit button, and submit your video for consideration on
0: the Outlaw Television Network. So go to outlawtelevision.com and submit your video today. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar.
1: So the next major holiday upon us will be Thanksgiving, right? And I'm telling you right now, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's but, but it's not. We've been sort of been prepared for the price of turkey to... Explode! their shaking, shaking his disapproval to this. You know what they're saying is, avian flu is wiping out the turkeys. I don't think that's the case because we still got a lot of chicken, and that's a bird too in it. And the price of chicken hasn't really gone up all that much. We already heard about the guy that ate 40 chickens in 40 days. He didn't recommend it though wasn't getting his proper nutrition. But nevertheless, what's what's Thanksgiving going to be? If it's like anything like our place, we don't do a traditional thing. We do something different. Maybe that's what will happen around here, too, because that's just it. You brought, you, you, you drop the price of turkey now when you quit buying a goddamn
0: thing. Besides, everybody's sick of it anyway. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on
1: the program. Turkey time. Everything, all that. That's what it is. It's going to be an interesting holiday season. The fourth quarter will be upon us. People are hurting. The price of shit's going to get really, really steep. It's going to be, it, you, know, you know, Christmas is going to be like this year. It's going to be a lot of, you know, hey, sorry about, you know, we didn't get you what you really wanted there, Junior, but... I made this for you <laughs> what what is it? It's a toaster cozy uh. it's gonna be a lot of that <laughs> look, I made some bookends for your shelf books. What's the deal with that? yeah yeah, the you know then 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 you got the you know after Christmas of course you got the 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 famed New year's. And what's that going to be? If it's anything else, at least the way it is with me, you always, you know, you think back on the, on the year and for some people it may have been rather difficult for some it may not have been this year was, this year has been tough. You know, we came, we've been coming out of a pandemic. We're still in it. It's not as bad. Clearly people are getting sick now with the flu left and right, putting some people in the hospital, man, it's bad. There was a, a hospital I read about earlier today. I forget exactly where, but they were so overrun that the hospital called 911. Yeah. Wash your hands. If you're if you're a flu shot kind of person, go you might want to get into it, I suppose. Maybe they'll get the look at the right um uh, shot for you. Um social distancing works. Look, masks are still a thing. You know, they they they're going to be for a while. We've talked about that before. Um uh, what else is going around with this flu is strep sometimes at the same time. Yeah, you don't want that either. Uh, you know, strep throat, Jesus Christ. That's no fun. So, look, uh take care of yourselves. We say it all the time here on this program. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another and quit shooting each other. That's all that that's legit. It's not just a way I close the show. I mean, it is, but at the same time there's some reality to it. Um when you get stressed out Your immune system goes down and you can get sick. And the best thing you've got to do is, you know, take care of yourself and look after your family. Uh, Like we talked about, you know, for the bulk of this show, the the stress of the world that, that is, you know, your day to day, your life, your livelihood and that kind of thing. It's not as important as you might think. Sometimes it, we have to make difficult decisions and, you know, you have to make the right ones and do it collaboratively. You know, don't don't rule your home with an iron fist like, you know, if, you, if you're if you lucky enough to have, you know, people in your home that care as much as, as you do, then, you know, those decisions are going to be fairly easy to make. So, you know, you got to do the best that you can. The holidays uh, is, is a stressful time already. We've gone through this time change, which I, I wish that shit would just stop. Even, oh, you gained an hour of sleep. What are you bitching about? Yeah, but I am know I'm going to lose it in a few months. <laughs> that's That sucks, too. All this shit does, it causes stress, and we don't need any of that. We're all stressed out. We're all freaked out. We can't turn the television on without being freaked out about what we see in, in the news or, uh, or you, you hear about shit that's out there. And, and then we just all vanish into the ether when we're, you know, face first and, you know, a television series that has no bearing on society and we're just escaping and it's fine. But at the same time, it's getting through it and it's trying to deal with it all at the same time. It's not an easy thing to do. And on that, that's uh, that's, this is, this will be easy. This is where we wrap it up. And I appreciate your time uh, listening to no matter how you did it, whether you streamed it or tuned it in and found it online on air or wherever it was. Uh, we well, thank you. I appreciate you being a part of the program. We'll be back next time talking some thanksgiving it looks like so so there it is so on that i will tell you once again take care of yourselves take care of one another and for god's sake stop shooting each other all right i'm rick cheddar and this has been from radio land